Olympians demand the thing. Aw, shucky ducky. Was a way for me to say, I am thrilled to be here. Why not just say that? Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because you know, we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. Because we want you to be better informed in order to help make this a better USA. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing? I'm good. Well, Kevin McCarthy dropped a little bombshell yesterday. What's been some of the fallout? Well, I, I just spent uh, 90 minutes downstairs in the basement of the Capitol chasing GOP lawmakers. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the, the bottom line is this. There's not going to be a snap election. Uh, the House is out of session next week. No date has been set for when the Republicans might vote on a candidate for speaker. Nobody has any idea who is going to win that race and be the next speaker. But there's an awful lot of interest in uh, Paul Ryan of Wisconsin. Ryan has been saying repeatedly he does not want to be speaker. He does not want that job. But he might be reluctantly pushed into jumping into this race. Uh, in, in interviews with uh, uh, more than two dozen Republicans in the last uh, hour and a half, you just get the feeling that nobody knows where this is going at this point in time, that nobody really has an idea. And that even though Paul Ryan has a lot of support, there are conservatives who made it clear they are not ready and willing to jump on board with him just because. So no white smoke from the basement of the Capitol or anything like that right now. And the, the Republicans came out of their meeting this morning. They clearly had some talking points uh, saying uh, pushing back against stories that said there was chaos within the GOP. The first couple guys that came out were saying, well, you know, we're going on the floor. We're going to vote on this bill on oil exports. And that's what we ought to be talking about is the issues of concern to the American people and things like that. So they're trying to push on, even though, look, this story of what's going on inside the party is overshadowing yeah. everything that they're doing otherwise. Any indication from Chaffetz or... Uh, Webster, that they would be supportive of uh, Paul Ryan if he were just, to throw his hat in? I just talked to Webster a few minutes ago in the hallway, and first uh, uh, he told me he was just absolutely stunned by the turn of events yesterday, as I think most people were involving McCarthy. Then uh, uh, Webster simply said, in his mind, everything is sort of on hold. It's frozen right now in terms of the race for speaker, since we don't really know whether Ryan's going to get in. I mean, I think if Ryan got in, it would prove to be a a major uh, bombshell and would probably push a lot of people out. But there's a lot of people that look at Paul Ryan and almost don't wish it on him, because I think there's a lot of people who believe that nobody can do the job right now and survive in it, because uh, the Republicans are just fighting so hard and so much with each other that there is no way to do what everybody wants to do. And so uh, that, to me, was the biggest thing to come out today, that, again, I heard Republicans say, well, we've got to have a family discussion. Uh, I don't know how many times I've heard that over the last couple of years, and yet they've never really ironed out those differences or figured out a way forward. Everybody talks about making internal reforms. Sort of uh, internal reforms mean I want my bill on the floor and I want to vote on my amendment. <clears throat> now, the question is, if you get your bill on the floor and you get your amendment, but it, they get rejected by the House, are you then going to desert the leadership? 
And that's, uh, I, I think, a big sticking point for a lot of people is they, say, they see people demanding things that just cannot be produced and demanding outcomes that just cannot happen. And so Paul Ryan, I think, is uh, very reluctant right now to get into this, and you can tell uh, by his friends who almost aren't wishing the job on him. Did you say that the House is going to be out next week? Uh, or is it the week after that? They're uh, be next gone? week, both the House and Senate are out of session. But so, just for one week? Uh, yes, how long? and so uh, you've got then lawmakers leaving town today with no timetable on a speaker's election. Speaker Boehner told everybody inside the meeting today, it was behind closed doors, <clears throat> but people told us afterward that uh, what was going on, that, they, uh, that the speaker said that he still was planning to leave the Congress by the end of this month, and it was still his hope to have an election by the end of the month. But frankly, unless Paul Ryan gets in, I don't see that happening because um, I think it's, it's totally wide open right now. There is no one out there, if Paul Ryan doesn't get in, there's no one out there who uh, can walk in the race and make it work for them. And I think there's a lot of different ideas about who would be good, who would not be good. All kinds of people who are floating themselves or floating other names. Daryl Issa talked about today getting in the race. A whole bunch of people who are looking at it. And there's just no clear leader right now there's just no clear next in line person herman yeah uh what about this now i know legally someone could be voted in as speaker right even if they're not a member of congress oh yeah Is you me, everybody listening we're all eligible you're absolutely right i just think that the chances of that happening are very very slim i would agree i, I think members of congress know that that is an option but, you know, like I heard people trying to tell me yesterday that Newt Gingrich would be an option. Yeah. I just don't see that as a realistic option. Um, you know, yes. Is it theoretically possible? Yes, it is. It is theoretically possible that somebody could come in from outside the House and be elected the Speaker. As of right now, I just don't see that as a possibility. I don't see that happening either. Now, how does this remind you of a 1998 coup? In Congress. Well, this is, I mean, to me, this is much like what happened with the Republicans back then when uh, they finally forced Newt Gingrich out. Uh, Bob Livingston of Louisiana, the chairman of the Appropriations Committee, was then seen as the, the heir apparent. Then he made a stunning announcement on the floor of the House that he was withdrawing from the race, much like Kevin McCarthy did yesterday. Uh, there have been echoes of the same thing involving Livingston. It was an affair that got him in some trouble. There's been some talk about that here with McCarthy. And so when you look at the disarray that's there and wonder, where do they come out? Where do they, you know, where do the Republicans pick up the pieces here and move forward? Because I don't care how good of an agenda they have right now, Herman. Yeah. It's not getting any attention. I don't care how many good bills that they think they're putting on the floor. It's not getting any attention. It's not the press that's blowing this thing out of proportion. The Republicans had somebody yesterday who looked like he was going to be the next speaker. <clears throat> and he dropped out in a stunning way. And I think everybody's still pretty shaken by it within the GOP. Well, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for them to stir things up like this. Um, because for so long, it's been who's next in line? Who's next in line? And I think that's probably part of the frustration that a lot of people are seeing. It's going to be well, that and here's call, the irony. straighten it out. Yeah. The irony is that the conservatives, by deciding not to rally behind Kevin McCarthy have actually extended the life of Speaker John Boehner as yeah. the Speaker of the House. And I just, you know, right now, I don't see the Speaker leaving this month. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't see that. I, th I think he's here into, th into uh, November. Heck, he could be here till Thanksgiving. 
It just depends how quickly, you know, every, everybody in the GOP keeps telling us in these interviews, well, we've got to rally around somebody. They can't find anybody to rally behind. <laughs> somebody and, will emerge. You know, s- sooner or later, but if, if it doesn't happen swiftly, then you get in the same situation. I don't think just Paul Ryan getting in ends the drama. Because I think that many of the, the Tea Party conservatives in the House Freedom Caucus would still have the same demands for changes that they want. And the changes are sort of, you know, they're not big. They're mainly procedural and internal changes. Yeah. Uh, about opening the floor more and, and sort of speeding up work on different things. But none of it is, is stuff that I think the, the average American would be that keyed in on or that clued in on or anything like that. So I... I you know, I don't know where this thing is going to I mean, To me, the, the Paul Ryan angle is, is the most logical one for the Republicans. But again, if he doesn't want to do it, then, you know, he doesn't have to. Right. Uh, well, I mean, there's no requirement. But on the other hand, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Now, we've seen the last couple speakers on the Republican side have been chewed up and spit out, at least two of them, uh, Gingrich and Boehner. Dennis Hastert, uh, by the end, there were a lot of troubles, but, I mean, he survived for... The, uh, the, the longest period of time. But uh, there's just no agreement from the hallways here with Republicans in the House. Back in the latter part of the 90s that you talked about, did Hastert eventually end up getting it? Was that right? After yeah, Livingston, he was not Livingston. the next in line. When Gingrich left, you had Dick Armey, who was the majority leader. And uh, because he had been involved in the coup efforts against the Speaker, he and Tom DeLay did not move up. And so uh, it was It was Bob Livingston who was the chairman of the Appropriations Committees. He, he was from Louisiana. But then that blew up on the House floor in the same way that McCarthy blew up yesterday, completely unexpected and a stunning announcement. And then the Republicans sort of went back and looked around, and Hastert was elevated by others as somebody who would be a no-nonsense kind of guy and would not be into drama and more. Now, I don't know that there exists that type of candidate right now, there's a couple of guys who clearly are doing work to try to throw their name around. Uh, uh, one would, uh, Lynn Westmoreland of Georgia, Tom Price of Georgia have been mentioned. Uh, there have been a number of different people. You know, I wouldn't get too amped up over any of them right now because I do think that the, the big person in the race would be Paul Ryan. But if Paul Ryan doesn't want to do it, then everybody else is going to have to figure out what's next. What was, back in the 90s, the big beef about Gingrich. I never understood that. Well, I mean, look, Gingrich had uh, his own big ethical tr- uh, troubles that uh, plunged uh, the Republican Party into all sorts of uh, uh, controversy. There was a $300,000 ethics, oh, if I say the word penalty, some people are going to send me mean emails, but go back and look at the record. He was assessed a $300,000, you fill in the blank, from the ethics committee. And then uh, just sort of his controversial nature caused a, a roiled the waters often. And there was an in, much as much as then as is now, there was a coup effort against Gingrich, just as there have been against Boehner here. In uh, in that one, in fact, the irony is that Boehner was in the leadership back then with Gingrich and was purged from the leadership. I remember I, I've covered uh, Speaker Boehner since he was a freshman here for uh, one of your stations, WHIO in Dayton. Yeah, And after Boehner was booted out of the leadership then, I mean, I used to interview him on a weekly basis, talk to him all the time. I'll never forget, he told me, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> and so I left Why? him alone for a couple of years. And then he slowly sort of got things together. He became chairman of the education committee. 
And a friend of mine told me a story that I'd forgotten, that she came up to see me here at the Capitol and took her around, went down the speaker's lobby, and she said, what's, um, what's Boehner doing over there? He was sitting over there back in his little corner, the speaker's lobby, where back then you could smoke, smoking cigarettes with some other members. And I said, he's just waiting to become speaker. Well, little did I know, I was right. Uh, he, he became the, 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 the Republican leader and then went on to become the speaker. And so uh, it's, you know, could there be somebody like that who's just sort of waiting behind the scenes that in another 15 years will look back and go, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so. He was just biding his time before he became speaker. I guess uh, we don't know the answer to that, and we'll have to see what plays out in the coming weeks. Well... Since they're going home, I guess nothing's going to happen for the next week and two days. Well, the days only thing so. I would say is the phone lines will be burning up. Yeah. I would, you know, now that, you know, with cell On phones fire. and texts and everything like yeah. that, there'll be a lot of communication. But nope, they won't be back here until the week of October 19th. Well, I look to talk to you again on Monday, Jamie. Sounds good. We'll see you, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show.